Hello, I'm Darlene Clark. Welcome to Child Abuse and Recovery. Today is a question and answer day. So the first question is, were your abusers your parents? Yes. My birth dad, Daddy Charles, was my birth mom, Hilda, was my stepmother, Sue, as well. My daddy, stepdaddy, L.C., was, to a certain extent, somewhat. I'll explain that a little bit more when I delve into some more of these questions and examples. Were you just physically abused is question two. No, I was psychologically abused as well as physically, sexually, also financially from my ex-husband. I was also physically abused from my ex-husband. Question two, did you ever have friends in school? Yes, I did, especially in my last year of high school after my stepbrother had broke up with a relationship with a classmate of mine. She no longer told them if I talked with anyone at school, if I spoke with anyone. So that helped me where I could walk through the halls and talk to some friends, laugh, joke. I could be myself a little bit. So that was great. So somebody asked me, can you give me one personal story of psychological abuse that your father had done, birth father? Well, I think I already did that by stating how he had to have the rest of the kids call me stupid, fat, ugly, and retarded. On top of the kicking me, the physical abuse, but still the name calling, the telling me I'm not wanted, that I was a mistake to even God. No child is a mistake. Okay, an example of my birth mom psychologically abusing me. It's her abandoning five of us at a grocery store when I was four-year-old and younger. I was told this by an aunt who was tired of having to go pick us up. Luckily, my 
Sister Gwen had to my aunt's phone number, so the store person would call store employee. I don't know if it's a manager or whom it was. I was too young to know. I was too young to remember all of that. I got some other memories where there's impressions of a brain. So I could elaborate on some of that in a little bit. Okay. What is an example of psychological abuse from your stepdad, Daddy L.C.? Well, after the court case in which my birth mom, Hilda, and my stepdad won when I was 11, so this was the second custody battle, the one when I was about four, and this new one when I was 11. But right after we got home from the case, he had told me that I was not blood-related to none of them. This was not my mom. These were not my siblings. These supposedly were my full-blooded siblings, including a twin sister. And yet, I was told I am not related to none of them. Not even my mom. So that made me always wonder and feel like that really wasn't my family with a lot of understanding uh, over the years that really helped to explain that. Okay, how did your stepmom psychologically abuse you? She would call me stupid and ugly, telling me people would walk up to her and ask her why she would take somebody that ugly and retarded out in public that I made them lose their appetite just from looking at me. Another person asked, okay, then give some physical abuse examples from your dad, from your birth dad. The physical, my dad loved to play a game of hide-and-go-seek. So, he came into the girls' bedroom and with a shotgun welded out of sight. And he said, who is ready to play? Better run and hide. And if I find you, I'm going to shoot at you. Well, I was thinking, oh, no, not again. Really, when I go back and think about it, I can't remember of an earlier time, but I remember having that thought, oh, no, not again. So it had to happen prior. So 
headed up, find him in the garden, and he shot at me. I could not believe that he shot at me with a 12-gauge. Luckily, there was a rock that was hidden in the dirt. The dirt went, and dust went all around me. I thought I was dead. I could not feel my feet up underneath me. I felt like I was floating as I stared at him right in the eyes. Something kept telling me do not run and hide. But he wanted to shoot me in the back. I walked up to him and he said, Damn, I wish you would have ran so that I could have shot you in the back. I thought, whoa, I could not believe it. My siblings would say, well, she's lying about that. How would they know? They weren't right there, right in that exact same spot I was when I injured this. Okay. So now I'll give an example of physical abuse from your stepmom. Okay, an example that she did was holding my nose down a cow manure, rubbing it in my face, dragging me around the house by the hair, by my hair. I was walking almost like, it's kind of hard to explain how my arms were bent, and almost like a granddaddy long legs, how my arms looked, trying to keep up with her, so she didn't pull me ball-headed. Okay. I also had a step-step-dad that I called my step-step-dad, because after my dad died, my stepmom remarried, and so I said, my step-step-dad. Well, I associate him as being responsible for some of these acts because he never did protect me. But he never did any of the abuse to me himself. He never did. He never laid a hand on me. So thank God for that. Okay, then say some physical abuse that your stepdad did to you. All right, the one that's married to my mom, Hilda. The one day when we got off the school bus, he met us outside, and he started belting Marlene and I all over our bodies because we didn't have the house clean. He usually does not come in till about four or five in the evenings. But this time he was early. We didn't have time that morning to clean up before we left. Was in a hurry. We almost missed the school bus. But uh, we did make it to school. So that was an example of his of what he did do 
These are true stories, these examples that I've given you of all these things. My mother, Hilda, the physical abuse that she did to me was putting me in predicaments where other people could harm me. I'll elaborate on that as well in a little while when it gets to the sexual abuse. So, there was another time my birth mom, Hilda, was married to someone else before she was married to Daddy L.C. She was married to this other guy, and I'll call his last name Smith. And he was really good to me. He was one of the people that never did nothing wrong. Matter of fact, he picked my twin and I up, and we got to be on the Benny Carl show for our seventh birthday. That was interesting. Oh, and it was a real joy that somebody actually treated us for a birthday. And uh, so, okay, can you give an example of sexual abuse that your dad did? Yes, when he was in the other room and I was laying on a couch, I was four year old, he parted my legs and he cut part of my genitalia off on one side. He did this in the living room. He did it with a knife. I cannot believe or understand what was going on. And at the time, I guess I had numbed it out because I don't remember feeling the pain. Maybe by this time, after so much of the sex abuse that was going on, I was numb down there. I don't really understand how I couldn't feel other than that, you know, other than I had learned that it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to show emotions, even if I were hurting. It was not okay. Okay, so... Give an example of your birth mom sexual abuse. As I said, she put my naked body, making it available for others to hurt me. The first time about the sexual abuse thing was one of my dad's military buddies got behind my dad and used a beer bottle at me after my mom had put my naked two-year-old body on the kitchen table. I remember my mom telling me to lie still, that he had gave her $30 to do this to me. The kitchen table was so cold, it was metallic. The tabletop was metallic. I hated that cold feeling, but I had to do as I was told. And I asked therapists how I knew 
that this happened. How can I blame this memory? They said, when something so traumatic happens, it leaves a stamp, a photograph uh, in our brain. So that's how I was able to go back to this time and see this heinous act happening. And I can remember the next thing I know is I'm sitting in a bathtub of water and it's all bloody. No one ever got me help. No one ever helped me. Everybody was afraid of my father. Well, so then you say, did your step, any of your stepdads ever do anything sexually to you? No. I can tell you that none of them ever did anything sexually to me. Just my birth mom, my birth dad, and my stepmom. Okay, so give an example of what your stepmom did that was sexual to you. She held me down while her son raped me when I was a teenager. Wow. Wow. But did you ever tell anybody about this? I told somebody at church when I had snuck out that my stepmom keeps beating me because I was sneaking out of the house to go to church and I was forbade to go to church but I knew how important it was to do so. And he had told me I needed to be like Job. I could not believe it. Here I was, a teenager, and told to be like Job. Job was a grown man. Here I was, a teenager. I needed somebody to step up for me. I needed help. But no one came to my aid. I couldn't stand it anymore, the beatings. So I stopped attending church. I could not take it anymore. Okay, so what made you leave your stepmoms? Well, I had overheard a plot that they were talking about killing me and making it look like suicide, having to do something with me. But she wasn't talking with her now husband, which was my step-stepdad. She was just talking to my step-siblings, which was her two kids that she had before she ever met my daddy. They were talking about, at first, well, we got to do something with her. Well, we could make her, we could tell the hospital, put her in a sane asylum. Yeah, they would believe she's crazy. But what if they believe her stories? 
we'll be in serious trouble. Well, we got to do something quick. And I guess the reason why they were saying all this was it was coming up time about for my dad's case from his accidental work injury for the case to be rectified and sums of money to be split up, divided amongst us. And I guess they wanted rid of me because of that. But um, when they said, I'll get back to their discussion, but when they said, well, what if they believe their, her stories? Then we'll be in serious trouble. We got to do something soon. Okay. Well, we could kill her and make it look like she killed herself. Yeah. They will believe she committed suicide. Yeah. Let's do that then. Okay. When do we do that? This weekend. Well, when I overheard that, I spoke to my boyfriend and we decided that it was best that he lay off of work and me skip school that day. I was in the 12th grade. I was 18 year old. My birthday falls in around after the 1st of October. So I had to start school late. So I was 18 in the 12th grade. So I did get married and I did get away from that. But I've got other questions that I'll have to end up answering at another time. But there's one more thing that I wanted to discuss. There were times when I had an opportunity to talk. Like in 2000, around 2005, I suppose, I called an ex-principal at school. And I asked him, I said, why would you call me to the office? I said, he said, well, I knew you were being abused. I said, but I was wondering, how did you know? He said, but but we couldn't do nothing about it till you had said it. So he said, I couldn't ask you about it. I was just hoping that you sitting in my office in front of my desk for an hour each day for a solid five days for that week that you felt like you could trust me enough that you would confide in me. I said, but Matt, if I would have told you, then you would have sent me back home because even if Child Protective Services got involved. They would always make you go back home till there's an investigation. He said, no, 
we already had you a place. Boy, that felt like a slap in my face, like I wish I would have known that it was safe to tell. I did have a safety time, and I did not know it was safe to talk. I so felt the urge to tell him at the last whim, but I just choked up and kept it in. Thanks for listening to my segment on questions and answers. And these are the truth of the stories from what I lived it personally. These are not stories or fables. These are truths. This is real life. We need to speak up so that we can help someone else. We need to share our stories so we may be helping someone else have the courage to help others or come out and tell their stories or be strong and maybe prosecute some of these people with what they're going through. So before you pass judgment on someone, don't be like some of these naysayers who spent in my life and said because I had on a fake smile when I would tell my story years later after I was married that I was making it up because I had a smile on my face. Well, don't be like them. I wasn't making it up. I had to wear a mask on my face because that was about the only emotion that I knew that I could have when it pertained to the past stories of abuse. I was so glad when I finally got to take that mask off and I could be myself. Thank you everyone for listening. May God bless you all.